Hello, and welcome to the BTG Podcast. I am your host, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. BTG stands for Bridge the Gap, and it is inspired by my own healing journey. After receiving seven different mental health diagnoses by the age of 19, I quickly realized that there was a massive gap between what I believed and understood in my head and what I truly felt in my heart. And no matter how many therapists I went to, I couldn't seem to bridge that gap until I found the tools and information that I share in my one-on-one private sessions, trainings, and right here on this podcast. My goal is to help you begin to bridge that gap by bringing you different topics related to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And in case you didn't know, this podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. These are weekly virtual gatherings that are 100% free, and no RSVP is required. So you are welcome to come whenever you can and stay as long as you want. Each week, we open the space with a candle meditation, after which I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If you are interested in learning more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time, please visit www.btgwellness.com circle and join my free circle membership. Of course, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please remember to leave a review and share the love by sharing this episode with your friends, family, and social network. And as always, if you have any questions, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com or through email or social media. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight, I want to talk to you about this idea of being resilient. So many people are yapping about being resilient, being resilient. What does that mean? And how do we actually do it? So why is this important? This is important because building your resilience can help you develop strength so that you can pursue your life to the fullest without all the fear. Isn't that kind of what we all want? This is important because learning to be resilient can help make you stronger with each challenge you encounter. When we don't have resilience, then every time we encounter a challenge, we allow it to crush us. We allow it to weaken us. We think that our job is to just barely survive and just try to get through it. And when we have resilience, we use those challenges to hone who we are. And this is important because once mastered, Resiliency allows you to draw upon your past experiences, both the physical ones and the emotional ones, so that you can use that information to get you through the challenging times that show up. Wouldn't it be nice, instead of holding on to the pain of the trauma, to allow it to change you so that moving forward is stronger? That's resiliency. That's healing. So since we all tend to get this wrong, let's start there. So what resiliency is not. It is not something you have to be born with. It's not like one of these things where like, oh, I'm just not a resilient person. Eh, bullshit. Just because you don't know how to do something yet doesn't mean you aren't capable of doing it. 
Resiliency is not about trying to avoid the hard times or avoid the stresses of life. It's not about trying to keep everything exactly the same. Because resiliency is not about comfort and it's not about stability. And it's not about trying to control everything so that you can feel good. We often think that being resilient is just like a luck of the draw thing. Well, you're not resilient. You're just lucky. Your life is just better than mine. If I had your life, then I would also be resilient. So I just need to make my life like yours. Eh, it's not how it works. So what resiliency actually is? It's a skill set. It's something that can be learned at any age, by the way. It's the ability to bounce back from a difficult circumstance and learn to thrive in the face of adversity. It's about learning how to withstand hard times in a way that allows you to move through them so that you learn and grow and are stronger. It's about learning how to thrive within the stress, not about making the stress go away. So many of us, when the stress shows up, we shout at the stress, we get angry at the stress, we try to push the stress away. Resiliency is about learning how to move through it, how to thrive within it, to allow it to change us so that we can be stronger and grow. So what exactly is resilience? How do we build this? Resilience is the result of the overlap of three key life skills. Flexibility, which we talked about last week. So if you wanted to get a recap of that information, feel free to check out last week's podcast episode. Adaptability, which we'll talk about in a moment. And learning, which we'll get a little deeper into as well. So in the everyday world, a lot of us use the terms adaptability and flexibility interchangeably, but there actually are slight differences between them. And it is the combination of both of these plus the willingness to learn that allows us to be resilient. So adaptability is a willingness to confront or change your own ideas and preconceptions. It's about being willing to challenge your own stories. It's about willing to call yourself out on your own bullshit. It refers to a change in your behavior to adapt to a new situation, hence adaptability. It can involve very comprehensive changes. It can involve a varying of your behavior so that it suits the environment. For example, when you're talking to someone in a loud room, you talk louder so that they can hear you. You have adapted to the circumstances your actual behaviors change. When you crouch down to speak with a child so that they can get a better understanding, you are adapting. Flexibility is a willingness to meet someone halfway. It's a willingness to compromise or to negotiate. It refers to someone giving more or less in the same situation without actually altering their overall approach or behavior. So the difference is a person can be adaptable by moving to a new city to start their career and flexible by agreeing to change the day on which they actually start the job. So while there is a lot of similarities between them, there are subtle and profound differences between adaptability and flexibility. One is your willingness to confront your own stories, and one is your willingness to compromise. When we talk about boundaries, we talk about the fact that they need to be flexible. They need to be negotiable. You need to be willing to meet others halfway. And then that will lead to changes in behavior that you need to adapt. So these things work together. Now, in terms of in the brain, because of course it wouldn't be me if I didn't get a little nerdy, the reason we are able to be resilient is because of a function of the brain called neuroplasticity. 
Neuroplasticity is the ability of the brain to literally reorganize itself in response to various sensory experiences. So every time you encounter stuff out in the world, your brain actually changes. And there's two different kinds of neuroplasticity. There's functional plasticity, which is the brain's ability to move a function from one area that's been damaged to another area. And then there's structural plasticity. This is the brain's ability to actually change its physical structure as a result of learning, which is why learning is the third component of resilience. When you stop learning, you stop gathering new information. When you stop gathering new information, you are stagnant. You have nowhere to go. Nothing new has been added in. And so you cannot build resiliency without new data coming in. The whole point of resiliency is about learning how to move and flow with what the universe gives you versus allowing it to knock you over. Now, as I've mentioned many times in the past, you exist on four realms. You have the physical layer of reality, the emotional layer of reality, the mental and the energetic. And because you exist on four realms or levels of reality, you also have the ability to build resilience on all four levels of reality, which means that as you are working on bringing this new skill set into your life, you get to adapt it to your physical reality. So there's physical resilience. That's where we build up our muscles and endurance and what our body can withstand, knowing that if I injure myself, I can recover, that my body can get a cold and be fine. There's emotional resilience. That's my jam, hence why I call myself an emotional resiliency coach. Mental resilience, this one's highly tied to emotional resilience, but how our thoughts can help us navigate the world when life gets lifey and the feels get feely. And then, of course, energetic resilience. Are you willing to dip into the energy world to help you move through things or to use the moon cycles to keep yourself stuck? So how we are using that to empower ourselves. So how do you actually build resiliency? The million dollar question. Number one, find the learnings. When life gets lifey, when shit goes sideways, oftentimes we get stuck in the why of it. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? If I only know why it happened, I can prevent it from ever happening again. And as you recall, that's not what resiliency is about. It's not about avoiding the stress. It's about learning how to move through them. So when that shitstorm inevitably shows up for you, because welcome to humanity, instead of getting stuck in the why is this happening, change the question that you ask. Change it to what has this come to teach me about me? What do I now know about myself as a result of this situation? When you ask that question, you point yourself in a very different direction, and it is a direction that will lead you to the building of your resiliency. Another way to build resiliency is be willing to fail, or what I love, the acronym FAIL, first attempt in learning. Failure is a necessary component of success. If you want success and never give yourself an opportunity to suck at something, and you're not going to build resiliency. It is in falling down that we learn to stand up. It is in fucking it up spectacularly that we get the feedback we need to fix it next time and be better. So being willing to fail is part of how you build resiliency. Another way is to process your emotions. You know how I feel about it. Journal, 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 and journal some more. It allows you to get some new perspectives. It allows you to get things out of your brain so it's not just rattling around your noggin making you nuts. If you want a recap of the importance of journaling, that is a couple of podcast episodes ago. 
Another way we can build our resiliency is to do things every day that feed your soul, that light up your soul. This doesn't have to be big things like I backpacked in the Grand Canyon. Amazing. And that's not always feasible when like mom's got bills to pay. <laughs> so learning to light up your soul is about doing little tiny things in the mundane moments of life. It's about making sure that while you're doing your taxes, you have your favorite cup of tea on hand. It's while you're cleaning your house, you're wearing your favorite fluffy socks. Doing something to infuse joy into your life allows you to be strong enough to move through the challenges when they show up so that you can build resiliency. You cannot be resilient if you're not lighting up your own soul. You cannot be resilient if you're using your little barbecue lighter to light everyone else's candles and yours stays unlit. I shine my light so bright. I ignite the light in others. That's part of resiliency. Another great way to build resiliency is to ask, how can I? So many of us invest so much energy in explaining why we can't, why it won't work, why we shouldn't, why it's not possible. How often are you asking yourself, how can I? Now I know all the reasons why I'm going to fail and why I can't do this. What if I ask, how can I? Again, that will point me in a different direction. Asking, how can I? How can I make this work? How can I get super creative and make this work? And get crazy with it, by the way. It doesn't have to be realistic. When you are brainstorming your how can I's, write down anything, even if it's silly. I can sell my soul to the devil and get $500 and that will allow me to buy the console table I want. Whatever, write it down. Underneath the silly, you'll find some good stuff. Resilient people ask, how can I? It is a simple question. This is a simple linguistic switch. It's no harder or easier than asking why. Actually, that's not true. It's easier than asking why can't I? It's just different. So learning how to ask how can I is a great way to build resiliency. And finally, practice interdependence. We've talked about this in the past. When we are completely dependent on another person, we are dependent. When it takes two people to do one job, that's codependency. When it takes one person to do one job, that's independence. And when you have two people who both know they can do it on their own, but choose to work together because they know it gives them access to more resources and perspectives and solutions, we call that interdependence. The more you resource with other people, the more you reach out to other people, the more you allow their perspectives to influence you, to shape you, to mold you the greater access you have to information to help you on your path, which means the more flexibility you have and the more resilience you can build. This one's really important because independence is the glass ceiling that will keep you from accessing your resilience. So if you think you have to do this on your own, you now know what's keeping you from bringing more resilience into your life. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that resiliency is the result of the balance of a willingness to learn the skill set, of flexibility, of adaptability, and of being willing to keep learning. Remember that resiliency is something that requires support. It requires the perspectives of other people. If you are trying to do everything all by yourself, you will literally block yourself from the ability to develop resiliency. And remember that resiliency is a learned skill. You can develop it at any time. 
You don't have to be magically born with it. And I guess I just have no choice. Nah, bullshit. Anyone can learn this. And if you want to bring this into your life, go find someone who's teaching it and start to bring it into your path. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. There's going to be at least three things on that list of ways that you can build resiliency that made you want to poop your pants. <laughs> Just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Start with the easiest thing on the list. Reach out, find someone who can help you develop the skill set. Decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will help you build resiliency so that you can move forward on your path with a little bit of grace. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's Circular Podcast, you can always reach out to me through my website at btgwellness.com or livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you said at the beginning of the presentation, but do you have like um just the basic definition of what resilience is. Like I know you went through the list of what it is not, uh, what it is. I maybe should have paid closer attention just kind of in and out the years. Or, um, but like, do you have like just a kind of a more basic definition? Cause I'm trying to think of it as, is it like a kind of strength? Is it a kind of uh, strength in the face of difficulty that you can kind of keep going in a, in a constructive way or, or how would you, uh, how would you put it? It's the ability to move through challenges in a way that develops new skills so that you come out the other side stronger. So you don't have to be strong going into it. Mm -hmm. A lot of us think that resiliency means that we have to be strong in the face of the challenges. And then when we don't feel strong, when the challenges show up, we tell ourselves we must not be resilient. You can be resilient and still be scared shitless. So resiliency is about being willing to learn how to move through challenges in a way that builds your skill set, that offers feedback so that when you get through it, you have learned something, you have grown, you have changed, you have come out the other side in a different form than what you went into. And that is this path that shapes us into who we are meant to be and how we show up in the world. We often think that when these challenges, which I like to think of as like a boulder, when this boulder shows up on my path, my job is to stand there and wait for it to move or cry or yell at the, the boulder or like be strong. But that boulder showed up because it, the universe is trying to move me somewhere because maybe there's something over here I need to learn. Maybe there's something on this side I need to learn. If I just kept going straight on that path, it would have been easy, but I would have missed out on this opportunity to learn something. So resiliency is about knowing that when the boulder shows up, it's so that you can go learn something new, become stronger in that way. So you don't need the strength going into the challenge. Resiliency is how you build the strength by learning how to move through it. Yeah, I guess it's not necessarily a question, but um, when the slide came up about independence and then what followed, I was sort of surprised by that because independence has always been featured as a very positive thing and been included in power building self-esteem and resilience the way I've been taught previously so that kind of threw me off of it um can you just elaborate a little bit if nobody else minds <laughs> yeah absolutely so independence is 
a important step on the journey. And if we get stuck there, then we leave ourselves in a place where we have to do everything to get everything done. And so it will lead to burnout, which is why it's a glass ceiling. You can only get so far doing it all yourself. When we come from dependence and codependency, independence is the goal. And that will get us a huge amount of success. And the goal is to make sure we don't stop there. And most of us don't realize that there's another step. You know, you're not, you're not alone in that thought. Most of us think that that's the end goal and done. I'm independent now. And it leads to burnout. It leads to stress. It leads to a, um, a disconnect. We are pack animals. We are meant to learn how to resource with each other. And when we do that, we might just learn something. That answer the question? Completely. Yeah. Awesome. My pleasure. My pleasure. Sorry, I didn't have a I didn't have a question. I was just gonna add to that the way I think of it is um if you're painting your apartment, you know, if you're going through it and you just need to do things on your own so you can process things while you're doing something, you paint your apartment on your own and you're like, okay, I'm independent, I can do it. And it's a lot more fun to paint it with friends. Right? Yeah. You're still independent, you still take care of your life, you still do everything. But it's a lot more fun to be like, hey, can you, do you want to come over, help me paint my apartment, we'll get our pizza and play some tunes. Yeah. You know, so same same task. One is independence, one is interdependence. And there's a difference well, between, so codependence is I need my friends here to paint this with me because mm-hmm. I don't trust myself. Independence is fuck everyone, I can do it myself. Interdependence is I know I can do this myself. I am choosing to do this with my friends because I know that I can do it faster and have more fun. And when we are, when we have healed from codependency, interdependence will scare the crap out of us. It will feel like we've gone backwards. But the difference is we're facing a new direction. The the difference is, is that we have learned something in the process because we are taking our independence into the dynamic versus when we're in codependency where we didn't have that knowledge yet. Which is why independence is a very important step. And most of us think that that's where the journey ends, but the goal is to eventually take that independence. I shine my light so bright <laughs> that I ignite the light in others. I can't do that unless I'm around them. Unless I'm around them. Yeah, and I find codependence is you you have like you feel like you have to do it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Interdependence, you're choosing to do it with somebody. Because yeah. more fun and you might learn something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You mentioned that it ex- resilience exists on all of the realms, physical, emotional, mental, and energetic. And so I was wondering if, does it need to exist on all of the realms at the same time in every situation for it to be considered resilience? Like, does there need to be um, a balance there? Are they involved in every situation or is it, does it just depend on the situation? Most situations will give you an opportunity to develop resilience on all levels. Your ability and willingness to work on all of them at the same time depends on the situation. There are circumstances where we have to address the physical resiliency before we get to the spiritual. Right. Right. And when we, if we only focus on one of the realms or if we only focus on two, then at best we get 25% or 50% healing. And so the goal is ultimately to find the balance in all of them but that doesn't mean we have to do it all now. Like we can, (laughs) we can piece it together. Piece it together. Absolutely. Okay. Very good. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure.
Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the BTG podcast, which stands for Bridge the Gap, with me, Jen Fable. Remember, if you want to experience my virtual healing circles in real time, visit www.btgwellness.com circle. And of course, if you have any questions at any time, please know you're always welcome to reach out to me through social media or through my websites at btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.